And uh, she actually lived in a travel trailer uh, doing work camping, and uh, she's worked in a crystal store on the Central Coast in California, Uh, and then she moved to Oregon. And um, she works part-time as the crystal goddess at Aquarius Books and Gifts in Grants Pass, and uh, she sells crafts, and uh, she does, um, you know, a lot of other different things. Uh, she does uh, crystal coaching and uh, healing with stones and makes jewelry, and uh, she does laying of stones, meditation, uh, dream catcher classes and workshops, essential oil work. So she has really dipped her toe into lots of things uh, in alternative spirituality uh, as well as out there in the world. And we're going to find out uh, how it was uh, numerology became one of those things. So, Wendy, uh, welcome to Voices of the Sacred Feminine. Thank you so much, Karen. It's so nice to be here. Well, um, you know, numerology, believe it or not, in all these years I've been doing the show, which I think is around 13. Actually, I lose track. Depending on the day you ask me, I'll tell you a different number. But it's somewhere between (laughs) probably 12 and 14 years. Um, I have never had anybody on the show to talk about numerology. And um, I've been curious about it. I have a friend that sends me a blog every month um, of a numerologist that she follows. And uh, I don't know, I find it rather intriguing because, I don't know, I'm into uh, tarot card divination and, um, you know, pendulums and all of this other stuff. And, you know, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, piques my curiosity. So I I guess let's just start at the beginning, assuming you're talking to uh, beginners, uh, you know, who need kind of the numerology 101. What is numerology? You know, where does it come from? Well, basically, numerology simply is just the study of numbers. Um, And numbers have been studied for thousands of years. Um, Numbers are used to describe the patterns of life. Mathematics, obviously, is um, one arm of the study of numbers. And more recently, numerology um, is a term that specifically refers to the study of how your personal numbers uh, have meaning and messages in your life. And your personal numbers are like your birthday, uh, your name that's actually converted into numbers, and um, things like your favorite numbers or numbers that you're seeing um, around. That pop up for you. Um, That's right. When you're out there in the mundane world. Well, you know what you have me thinking about, Wendy, and I actually hadn't really thought about this till this very second. Um, you know how they say if we were to encounter life on another planet, for instance, um, that we would potentially be able to communicate with them using mathematics. You know, I'm, I'm also thinking about the Fibonacci sequence and, you know, all of these other sorts of things. I mean, there's something with the Eye of Horus that's also associated with numbers. Of course, I haven't 
ever had time to delve deeply into this to really understand it you know on a conversational level but um, I don't know I'm sort of kind of connecting the dots here would any of that stuff uh, tie into the way you define numerology most definitely yeah you're right on um, with that the Tesla says that if you think in terms of numbers and vibration or frequency, then you have all of the answers and the building blocks to life. Hmm. Okay. Well, Tesla was pretty cool, and uh, <laughs> uh, I think he had. I think he had a lot of answers that um, you know maybe our capitalist society uh, you know didn't want us to. Um, you know, become mainstream knowledge, but that makes me sound like a conspiracy theorist, I guess. But I think he wanted to give the world free energy and, uh, you know, instead of make us all pay for it the way we do. And, uh, you know, that probably wasn't such a good idea in in the mind of some people. But uh, he seemed like he was a pretty cool dude. Um, So I guess I'm trying to connect the dots between how do we know the meaning behind a number. I mean, where does it be like, what's the original source of this? I mean, does it go back to the ancient Greeks or, you know, uh, you know, Asian cultures? Do we know? So it really can be traced back to all cultures. Um, You know, what we uh, work with now has been a kind of agreed upon Um, The Western philosophy follows Pythagoras, a Greek philosopher who was also a mathematician and great alchemist. Um, But um, numerology can be traced back to civilizations like Babylon, um, Egypt, Greece, um, India, and China. Um, Those number systems are still in place, um, but aren't used so much in the Western cultures um, now. So they have some of their own um, numerology uh, number meanings. Um, But I think everyone kind of agrees on the basic meanings or characteristics that the numbers hold. Um, For example, zero represents unity, no beginning, no end. It's the circle. It's the the like all potential that everything comes from it's that universal wholeness um and one represents the first spark of life or of thought or uh, it's the monad it's the one it's the number it's the 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 beginning um and then it splits into duality too so then you have contrast and um partnership um then when one and two come together, it equals three, or the Holy Trinity, mind, body, spirit, um, creation itself. Um, and it goes on from there. Um, the, the number line starts in a more thought pattern or etheric, and then as it moves through, it becomes more physical. So five can mean change. Six is the first physical thing that um, is born out of the number line. So six represents love, home, family, and 
Um, one of the misrepresentations of numbers is in the Bible, it said that six is the number of the beast, which is referring to man being the beast. So it's the number of man. It's the number of the creation of man. It's And creation of man came out of the vibration of love. So the number six represents love and the creation of man. But unfortunately, it was misrepresented and taken to the point where, oh, it's the number of the devil or something. <laughs> kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and when you think about humans, you know, human um, cruelty and uh, and the wars, you know, uh, uh, you know, domination and oppression and abuse and exploitation and all of that. Um, you know, I, I think uh, maybe they kind of got it right on, a, you know, to a certain extent, you know, man, uh, humankind can really be the beast. Uh, we don't need a, a Satan. <laughs> uh, you know, it's in, you know, it's, it's uh, in some humans themselves. Yes. So, um, all right, so obviously this goes back, uh, well, you know, you said Babylon. I mean, that's practically the beginning. Uh, And, uh, you know, you've said what, um, you know, what some of the numbers individually represent. Um, I guess, you know, what more do we have to know about that before we maybe jump into how numerology and astrology Uh, or maybe related or different? Okay, well, both numerology and astrology are studies of external things that have a correspondence in our life that can bring messages. So astrology is the study of the stars and planets in the sky and their connection with life on Earth, where numerology is the study of numbers and how they Um, represent or connect to life Um, you know we can as humans we like to uh, you know find meaning and and such in life and and a lot of times um, what we focus on will bring us the message so if you think messages are in the trees then you're going to find messages in the trees Um, but these are things that have been studied for centuries and um, have a pattern that can be tested and proven. So the message in the tree might be different from, you know, from tree to tree, from person to person. But the numbers, if it's a three, it's a three. And it has this message, the Holy Trinity, creation itself. Got it. So, so basically, you're, you're saying um, the, the the way numerology and astrology are related is it's a, a kind of a long time accepted divination um, tool, if you will. Yes. Okay. Um, so it's not particularly the numbers in astrology, or is it? No, those are two separate studies, um, so they're only related in the way that they are something that helps you to have messages and divination so that you can find answers to your questions in life. 
Okay. So, um, all right, so a lot of our listeners are probably familiar, uh, you know, if they go get a tarot reading or something, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, and you can get a tarot reading for your life. I mean, we can get a tarot reading for the country, you know, uh, you know, we can get tarot readings for lots of different things. You know, how is our day going to go today? You know, we pull a card, you know, to kind of... Mm-hmm set the tone, so to speak. Can you do the same thing with numerology? Yes. So it's not the most common way that people use numbers, but definitely you can, like I have a card deck that is numbers, um, so you can use those. Um, you know, the original tarot cards are set off of numbers, uh, like, you know, the six of wands or the four, you know, so there's number oh, correspondences yeah, yeah. to that, which actually your regular playing card deck that people play like poker and stuff with is actually modeled after the tarot cards. You have your major mm. and minor arcana, like the, you know, the king, queen, and jack, that's the major in a regular deck of cards, you know. Um, and then the suits are the same suits. They just changed them. The the, cu- the chalices or the cups are actually um, like the um, the coin the the spades or something. I don't know exactly what the correspondences are, but um, so it's interesting how some people um, you know things have come down the line. But the way that numerology mainly works is it's more like astrology where. Someone, you know, your say astrology, most people are familiar with that. They're born in a certain month and you are, say, Capricorn. So you have the basic qualities of a Capricorn. And it can be very superficial or it can be very in-depth. You can say, okay, you're born in, you know, in January or December and you're Capricorn, um, but you're also, your rising sign is this and you're, um, you know, you're, this planet was in that house. And so you can do a full astrology chart um, and get a lot more insights it's the same with numerology depending on the day that you're born you get your life path number and that's your basic personality traits Um, and then you work with your name and you figure out other numbers like your destiny number or your soul's urge Um, And it can go really, really in-depth beyond what my capacity is now where you create this super-duper chart of, like, all the numbers in your life. um, Wow. So it can be really superficial or very in-depth, the same as astrology. Wow, I didn't uh, didn't realize that you could do all of that with numerology. So how is it most commonly used? I mean, I know you just described it. Yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's most commonly used to figure out um, those personal characteristics in your life so that you can know yourself better. So, for instance, my life path number is a six. So I'm very much into, like, the nurturing. I was a nurse for animals for a while, Um you know, love is, you know, a big thing in my life. I'm all about, you know, love, love, love and, and stuff. So six really resonates with me as as, as my basic personality. Um, I'm very much like Mother Nature. Um, so I'm nature nurturing. I'm, I'm six. Um, whereas someone else who might be 
say an eight, um, they would be all about like abundance and power. They would be like the boss in their life. Um, so you can kind of get some basic information about yourself that way. But the numerology is also being used now um, for people who are seeing number sequences um, in their life, like 111 um, or 1111 has been a really big and kind of mainstream now to be the number of um, the ascension or of higher awareness because 11 is the number of higher awareness. <laughs> so, huh. All right. Well, let's go back a second. Let's unpack some of what you just said. First of all, okay. how do you know you're a six? And so how does someone figure out their, who, you know, their number? This is based on your name or was it your birth date or what? Yep. So the life path number is based on your birth date. When you do numerology, do the numbers, and I'll go through this again so that we can understand. This is kind of the um, audience exercise also so that everyone can figure out their own life path number. But the basic thing is you add the numbers up across, and then you get them down to a single digit because the numbers are zero through nine. Now, the only numbers you do not break down into a single number are the master numbers, and that's 11, 22, and 33. So, so, okay. so we're just going to take my birthday, for instance. It's January 10th, 1975. So you would write each individual digit down, and you would add them up straight across. So January is zero, one, so that's one, and then one, zero. So one plus one is two. So it's not one plus ten. You, you add up the individual digits all the way across. So it would be zero plus one, which is one, one plus one, which is two, two plus zero, which is two, and then two plus one, which is three, and then 3 plus 9, which is 12, and then 9, I'm sorry, um, 12 plus 7 is 19, plus 5 is 24. So all the way across, it equals 24. So what I call those the precursor numbers because you want to get it down to a single number. So 2 plus 4 is 6. So I'm a 6. I see. But I'm a 2 plus 4, 6. I'm not a 3 plus 3, 6. I'm not a 5 plus 1, 6. I'm a 2 plus 4, 6. 2 represents duality, relationships, um, and 4 is stability, earth. Um, it's like the cube. So um, I tend to be um, very stable. I work well in relationships, and but I am home family nurturing love within that because if I was a five and a one as a precursor for the six I would be more of an independent adventurer who then is into home some you know somehow related to the home family love situation okay so, okay so I got way. it so it's so, not just the final number it's the two numbers uh, what those two numbers are that actually get you to the final number. So it's all three of those numbers matter. It, 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 it does. Now, if you, you know, go to a numerologist, they may just tell you, oh, your life path number is a two, and they might not tell you any of the precursor numbers. I really like to get 
a little bit more, another step in there. And when I do the other um, numbers for you, it is off of your name. So it would be your like your full given name on your birth certificate, and you figure out because every number, every letter is represented by a number, and it's just like A is one and B is two, like that, um, and it keeps going okay. through. And then um, so the different numbers you figure out there, like the destiny number or your soul's urge number is like all the letters or just the consonants or just the vowels. And so when you figure all that stuff out, I like to show people what each letter represents, what each name or word represents, and then what it collectively represents. Because what if you changed your name and now you've got a married name? So let's do both names and let's see how the vibration changes when you're using your married name versus your maiden name. Or what if you're using your um, nickname, you know, that will change the vibration a little bit. Um, so it's kind of wow. cool, like, when you work it all out to see all the different numbers, there's always patterns that develop. Sometimes there's numbers that are missing, and so then that could mean that, um, you know, you could be lacking or unbalanced in that area that that number represents. Um, it can get very in-depth. So when you do a full reading, I sit for many hours, um, figuring out the numbers and the patterns, and then I report back to somebody. So when I do a reading, it's not usually so much one-on-one -on -one unless it's uh, like I'm just doing your life path number, you're on your birthday and flipping a card for you or something. We can do that one-on-one. -on -one. But usually people provide me their information. I do all this stuff, background work, and then I come back to you and we sit for an hour and re I report everything to you that I found, and I give you all my scratch paper work so you can see what each number of your letters and all of that works out to. Because someone right. can easily just wow. say, oh, you're a two, but what about, what? how did I get to the two, or how did I get to the eight, you know? Yeah, exactly. So this is almost like a, uh, this is almost like a natal chart, uh, but using numbers in a sense. It is. It is. Okay, cool. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we get back, Wendy, I want to know more about um, angel numbers and, um, you know, maybe how number messages get understood and you know we'll we'll delve a little bit deeper and I want to know I, I I meant to go there at the beginning I want to also know how you got involved uh, yourself too uh, but first uh, before we do that we're going to have a word from Joe Carson awesome Hello, let me say a few things about Joe Carson's film, Dancing with Gaia, an exploration of Earth-based spirituality shot at sacred sites around the world. Here is Drusilla Pettibone on Dearmist.com. I was truly touched and even awed by the film. I really appreciate that there is so much substantive information to digest. For example, the info about henges and tracing the horizon line is all new to me and totally fascinating. 
The film was very beautiful, and I was amazed how it was able to capture so many of the descriptions visually and seamlessly connect vintage footage with modern. I especially loved when images were dynamically superimposed on each other, like the lace with the water and the dancing in the flowering meadow. A visual feast and with so many layers. I am also pleased to have been introduced to Monica Shu and her work. It's so important for pagans to become aware of our heritage. It seems easily lost among so many new books, and the film really brought me home in a new way. Dancing with Gaia is available at dancingwithgaia.com. Just a shout out uh, to those listening. Um, it is very affordable to uh, advertise your event or your project or your book or your service uh, here on Voices of the Sacred Feminine. You can do it uh, actually for as low uh, as $10 a commercial. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, you'll want to get in touch with me at uh, karentate.net and uh, we can chat about that. And uh, today we are talking to Wendy Orsat and uh, we're chatting about uh, numerology 101. And Wendy, um, let's go back to the beginning for a second. Um, how did you get involved in uh, numerology? Well, uh, you know, I've always noticed number patterns throughout my life and didn't really think too much about it um, until maybe about 10 years ago when um, the 1111 craze kind of started and um, I became aware that numbers have messages and I was like, they do? Oh, and so I started looking into it myself and as well as a lot of the other things that I've done in my life, it's kind of self-taught or, you know, taught as, as it's going. I didn't take any formal training, um, but I was so excited that I just jumped right in and started learning about what the number messages are. And then I would go back and see, you know, different addresses that I lived at and um, different, you know, times in my life and, um, just very poignant numbers would always play in there. Hmm. Well, can you give us an example of um, of a you know of a time or two when the numbers really reflected something that was happening in, in your life? Did I stump well, you? I, Are you there? Well, you know, I'm just there. Are so many, you know, that I can think back on that. I was like, oh, you know. Um, just like I remember as a child, um, one of the houses that I really loved growing up in, um, I can always remember its address was 4849. And, you know, I never really thought anything about it. But then as I started to, to study numbers, um, I learned that, first of all, 4849 is counting. So there's steps there, almost like um, moving up. So it's counting up. So 
um, to me, that was, you know, like a stepping stone in my life or a growing period in my life. And then two fours, because 48, 49, that's stability, foundation. I mean, that's the house, the earth itself, you know. Um, so, and that was a, a big foundational um, time in my life that I really did a lot of growing up. Eight and nine are, you know, towards the end of the number spectrum. So, abundance. Um, is in the eight. It's also affinity on its side. Um, so it can mean power and abundance. Um, so that was a time I really was coming into my power. Um, it was in my teenage years. And nine was like um, wisdom and um, completions. So I can see okay. that right. as, you know, as being the masculine part of, of all of that and, and just a lot of wisdom that came in during growing. Okay, all right. Um, well, and I do want to say there were a number of people that were holding on the line uh, when we first started the show, and uh, I believe there were some questions there, but they didn't continue to hold on. So if they happen to still be listening, uh, Wendy, would you be op- if they call back, would you be willing to answer their questions? Most definitely. Okay, so let me just put that out there. If you're listening to the show and you wanted to talk to Wendy uh, a few minutes ago, but we didn't call on you, we usually hold questions to the second half of the show after we've had a chance to get into the topic a bit. So uh, if you'd like to call back, uh, please do. We will answer you. Um, So angel numbers, uh, let's talk about that for a minute. What in the world are angel numbers? So angel numbers are a little bit newer on the scene, and it kind of started with Doreen Virtue um, and a couple other people who um, are noticing that when the numbers are repetitive in sequences of three or fours, um, so like one, 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 or two, 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 that there's um, a really powerful message there for you to pay attention to. Um, So... They're calling them angel numbers, um, more as like um, like your angels are trying to give you a message. Um, so, uh, but it could be the universe giving you a message, or it could be you know whatever you believe in that gives you messages in life. That's what the, those numbers are representing. But you, but you, you don't necessarily know what the message is, though, right? I mean, it's just you kind do. of. You, you do. do. Okay. You do. So they've done studies and have com- compiled the numbers together and made a list. So, of course, just like with anything, you can look online, um, but you want to look for, you know, a reputable company that you, you know, believe in. Um, but a lot of it is very similar um, in explanation um, and I kind of have a little bit of my own, even though, it, again, it's very similar to what everybody believes. So say you see 111 a lot. Well, 1 is the number of newness, but 11 is the number of higher awareness, and then 111 equals 3. So altogether, I see that as new higher awareness that brings forth creation. Ah, Okay. Got it, got it, got it. And, well, speaking of the number three, does it mean anything when you wake up uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning pretty often? Is does is that tie into this at all, or it's totally unrelated? Uh, a little bit. So 
um, the the belief around waking up at certain times in the morning um, kind of goes more along with your um, I'm trying to think of the word the your own cycle and each um, organ has its own timing. So they say sometimes if you wake up between this hour and that hour, it can be an imbalance in a certain organ in your body. But hmm. three o'clock is also considered the witching hour, they call it. It's the time of the night where things are the stillest. It's a time where um, Buddhist monks chant and um you know, pray all 24-7 except for one hour between 3 and 4 a.m. They take a break. So there's no chanting during that time. So it's almost like a quiet, peaceful reset time. Um, and I see it, again, three is the number of the Holy Trinity. It's creation itself. So maybe it, you know, is that stillness time where um, representing where things come out of the nothingness the nothingness yeah so. i've I found that sometimes um you know it, it's like i almost get a, you know downloads at that time and i don't yes. mean like you know huge downloads but like if something you know has been um elusive you know in answer to a, a question or a problem uh that it's it's almost at that time when um you know, you're maybe you're open to, um, you know, advice of the universe, so to speak, or di- you know, divine knowledge or something along those lines. You know, I agree. It's, it's I like, agree. You know, like the veil is thinner or something, and it works yes. its way through to your consciousness, some some kind of a way. And um, I have so, heard many people say that that time is when they get a lot of mental downloads. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, now you also said in some of the materials you sent me that numbers, number messages have been misrepresented or misunderstood. Um, speak to that a little bit. What, what do you mean? Well, uh, we touched on a little bit with the six, um, the number of the beast. Um, so, you know, like 666, meaning the devil, right? Um, that kind of thing when – I just see that as the number of creation and love. So, um, you know, people misrepresent things to, to turn it towards whatever they want to make it for control and power. Um, but like 13, that's another number that um, I believe is misrepresented misrepresent- because 13 actually is a sacred number. There's 13 moons in a year. So there's really 13 months. If we really only had um, 20 days every month, then we would have 13 months. There wouldn't be a leap year. Everything would be accounted for. Um, it's very sacred number that is represented, you know, with the feminine. Um, it means new creation, one, three, new creation. Um, and I think when, um, you know, the masculine kind of took over a little bit or suppressed some of the feminine power, it was propaganda and turned into a witch number and, you know, that kind of thing and superstition and stuff. So, Right, um, right, right. Now, um, when you do a personal numerology reading, I know you've 
said, there's all different ways you kind of go about it. Um, uh, could you kind of just explain that? I mean, if someone contacted you, do you give them like options on the different types of readings you can do, you know, personal readings you can do for them? Or is it kind of like the big natal chart kind of thing we talked about earlier? I do offer um, different levels. Right now it's two levels, so it's either the basic level, which is just your life path number, and I'll pull a card out of the number um, deck to see what number's resonating with you today, and uh, maybe like your favorite number, you know, just a couple, a couple numbers in there. And then there's the full reading that I do, which includes all five numbers, with your name, your life path, the destiny, the soul urge number. And so they would provide me that information and then I would do all the figuring and then we would meet either online or in person um, to discuss the findings. And what is the soul urge number? Soul urge number um, is figured um, with your name, but it's, I can't, I have to look at my notes again to remember if it's the consonants or the vowels, but it's like almost like what your soul really wants to do. It's almost like the secret um, driving force that is underlying everything that you do. So it okay. was really what your soul urges to do in this lifetime. Okay. Which is different and than now, like if, your life path number, which is more like kind of like your basic expression in life or your basic personality. Okay. All right. So, all right. That makes sense. Um, so one's personality, the other is maybe what you re, what you incarnated on the planet to do this lifetime or something. Yeah. Okay, okay. So if someone were uh, planning a big event, for instance, um, I mean, I know astrologically some people look to make sure, uh, you know, that the stars are going to be aligned right for what they want to do. Uh, I know when people put intentions out there, uh, you know, they want to do it on a new moon or a um, uh, you know, or a full moon. They don't do it on a, a waning moon, for instance. Uh, is the same thing with uh, numerology? I mean, would you look at the month and the day and, I don't know, maybe even the time? And, um, I mean, would, would you plan an event using numerology, for instance? Most definitely. Um, all of those things can be used to help decide if it's, appropriate you know um, or not um, so yeah picking a day um, or a month you know all has its own correspondences um, and then the month itself you know is going to have one so say if it's just June then that's six so that's going to be home family nurturing but if it's on June 10th you know or June 11th and you're adding more numbers in, so you can get very specific, and the time, too, for sure. So um, a lot of people do plan things around certain dates and times because of the number significance. 
Okay, okay. Wow. Um, a lot to consider. And you can do that, <laughs> sorry, and you can do that in reverse also. So maybe something happened at a certain date and time. You can say, oh, this auspicious thing happened at this date. You know, does that mean anything? And you can maybe d- divine some knowledge that way too. So now that you said that, I have to ask you, have you done that using, say, January 6th, you know, the insurrection, or did you do it for 9-11, perhaps? Um, I you know, have to ask you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, um, for sure, especially like with 9-11, um, 9 is wisdom and completion. It's the number that brings forth Sometimes endings, because it's the last number, but endings bring new beginnings. It's the number that brings you towards unity, because nine brings you back to zero, and then you're back to unity, and then a new thought or a new spark. So, And then 11 is higher awareness. So I saw that as an event that brought new awareness and even though it seemed like it was so destructive, it brings forth unity, unity in the nation, um, you know, and moving towards a higher awareness of what's going on in the world. Hmm. Interesting. I can I can see that, actually. So um, have you done uh, any sort of, uh, you know, divinatory, um, readings, say, with uh, with the U.S., you know, I mean, with things being in such turmoil, um, you know, have you, have you looked into the numbers for the country to see, I don't know, like the next election or, um, you know, anything like that that may lend some information about what may be ahead? So I personally don't delve too much into politics and organized religion and things like that um, for my own personal reasons. If somebody asked me to um, potentially see if I could see some messages and things, I I would, you know, I would consider doing that. Um, Yeah. Okay. All right. Stay away from those soft topics personally. That's all. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Um, so, bef- well, I know we kind of did the audience activity on the fly, uh, but um, would you want to, you know, talk us through it in a little bit more yes. depth, so that you know, listeners, would you like to you know, can... provide? Sorry. <laughs> no, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll go ahead and do this. And you were about to say what I like to. Were you going to use me as a guinea pig here? Because I'm willing. Use you as a guinea pig, yes. <laughs> I need somebody's okay. number. <laughs> okay. Or if we yeah, have a caller, we can mine. use theirs. Okay. And no, no. Let, uh, well, you actually don't have a caller, so let's use me, and that way I don't have to. Um, I don't have to do the adding. I'll let. I'll leave it up to you. Uh, so, what do you? <laughs> what do you need from me first? I need your birthday. All right. So if that would be August twenty eighth. August twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, Nineteen fifty seven. Okay. So just looking at it before I even go, you have two eights, you know, August and then the 28th. So um, 
right there, there's some balance and power. Um, so you're, the day you're born has meaning to it, too. Um, so um, you uh, tend to be a boss, the balance and power, the eight. But um, the unity is there in the eight. So um, you're a leader towards unity. So that's the type of boss that you are. And then we'll just um, add them up straight across. Um, so it's zero plus eight plus two plus eight plus one plus nine plus five plus seven. And we like to use the calculator just to make sure. <laughs> so you are actually a 40. So four zero. So you're a four because four plus zero is four. But you're not a two plus two four or one plus three four. You are a four. You are such a four that it's backed by zero, which is in more unity. So you are very grounded and stable. You um, really thrive in structure, and you prefer things to be structured. Um, but you're always working towards unity because of that okay. zero and the zero in the front. And four, two fours is eight. So, again, so I like the patterns like that. So, again, like the structure that you have as your life path number, the four, um, also lends into um, the structure that builds the abundance and the power in your life. So you tend to be a very structured, oriented, powerful leader that the background of that is always unity. To bring forth unity. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so you know, you're 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 selling me here, Wendy. I'm I'm becoming a believer. <laughs> um, <laughs> because you know that's part of you know I would kind of describe that as my Virgo tendencies as well. You know, going back to the astrology stuff. Um, you know, uh, I really love everything to be stable and structured and, uh, you know, uh, grounded almost to a fault. Uh, luckily, I have a little bit of Libra in my chart so that I'm not, uh, you know, there, there is a little lightness and levity there. But, um, but yeah, yeah, and uh, definitely, definitely. Well, that sounded good. So, so um, I think maybe listeners can figure it out you just add the numbers across you know one to the Uh next and then um, what you come up with at the end uh, you would just need to know what the numbers represent now is there some place they can go online uh, that's you know pretty universal yeah you can easily look up you know numerology online or life path number four and you're going to get a google answer and you're going to get multiple websites depending on you know who's doing it um but most of them like i said even if it's a little bit different it's mostly all generally the same message just like when you're working with say healing stones you you might have quartz and you know everyone knows quartz is the master crystal and it's silica and it's programmable but if you talk to this guy, he's going to say, oh, Quartz does this. And if you read this book, it's going to say Quartz does that. You know, but the basis is always the same. So I just, you know, 
always take everything with a grain of salt and usually read two or three different, um, re- you know, um, things Opinions. that come up so that you can get a better idea for yourself. Or you talk okay. to the numerologist okay. who knows it already. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, um, if listeners wanted to contact you to get a reading, um, how can they find you, Wendy? Well, they can find me um, on my website, which is the webofwell.com. That's W-E-B-O-F-W-E-L-L.com, webofwell.com. Because I'm the web of wellness, you see. I don't know everything, but I can link you to the others who do, because we're all just a big web of creation helping each other out. So, um, And Got then it. you can just Got contact it. me by phone also. My phone number is 928 two three zero eight three nine zero i'm super busy so if i don't answer just leave a message and i'll get back to you okay so is there anything about numerology i didn't think to ask you wendy that's that's maybe kind of important before i let you go Hmm. well I think the biggest thing to know is that, you know, messages are all around us and what you believe is, you know, our brains are the strongest thing, um, you know, that we have in our life. Um, And so numbers are just the representations of the life patterns out there and they can definitely be used to help you understand some things in your life. But just like anything else, you can um, you want to take it lightheartedly. This isn't, you know, um, gonna fix all your woes. Or again, we're not, you know, saying that this is a cure for any disease or anything like that, you know. Um, but it definitely um, can be used for entertainment, or it can be used to know yourself a little bit better. And um, you know, I just. I love numbers, and so now I see numbers all the time. I have told the universe or confirmed to myself that that's how I receive messages, and so they come to me now in that way. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, Wendy, this has been fun. <laughs> and, yes, it was. Um, you know, over yeah. oh gosh, the time sure did fly. I know, I know. Can you believe it's it's a uh, it's a you know we're just right on the hour here, uh, but uh, but this is this has been great and um, you know and I think listeners can have a lot of fun with this and you know decide for themselves how deep they want to take it. I mean I think about all of this you know all of these sorts of downloads, divinations, whatever's out there. You know it's like a spigot you know, of water coming out of a faucet, you know, you can turn on the spigot, turn off the spigot, you can listen, you can disregard, um, you know, you can believe a little bit of it or a lot. I mean, it's all in your control. So, um, you know, just, um, you know, have fun with it. I mean, I think that's the, the best thing to do. Like you said, you can use it for entertainment purposes or you can, like you just did for me, you know, see how closely the numbers do align with who you are. Um, you know, if it's, you know, if there's accuracy there uh, or not, may give you some insight into yourself if you haven't been very self-aware. That's right. 
That's right. <laughs> yeah, you got to test it out to see if it's right, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much, um, you know, for sharing this hour with me and uh, helping me know more about this. And likewise, my listeners maybe who've heard about numerology but just weren't really quite sure how it worked. So thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you for having me, Karen. It sure was a pleasure talking with you. Okay, me too, me too. And uh, just to uh, mention your uh, website again, it's webofwell.com, webofwell.com. So thank you, Wendy. I I appreciate your time. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll chat again. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope the folks who got tired of hanging on the line uh, got what they needed from the call, and maybe they're at home uh, figuring out their uh, their numbers themselves since, you know, Wendy explained to us uh, how to do it. So uh, as we come to the end of the show, uh, as I always like to do, uh, I end the show with an homage to Sekhmet, the lion-headed Egyptian goddess who teaches women to have strength, courage, tenacity, and to say no without guilt or shame and set healthy boundaries. So uh, all hail Sekhmet. <laughs>